Episode 46, July the 11th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Make the call. Good call! That's one call now. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 46 of the Jeep Talk Call In Show, a live call in show. I'm Tammy, aka Jeep Mama, from JeepMama.com here on the East Coast. And joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk Show headquarters from the grand old state of Texas is Tony. Hey, Tony. Yeehaw! Yep, yep. Down here at the uh, the headquarters, as Tammy always likes to say, very flattering to be at the headquarters. It's like, uh, uh, you know, like on, on Fox News uh, where they talk about certain studios and things. It's all fancy and stuff. All we need is about, uh, I don't know, two or three hundred million dollars, Tammy, and we'd be in the same the same boat. We may even have a studio. So speaking of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, we have uh, Gina from Nom News here tonight as our guest. And uh, I say that because uh, I think this uh, young lady is going places with uh, her food. And you know uh, you know her from our uh, trail food segments, but uh, I'm sure you know her from, uh, uh, if you're, especially if you're up in her area where she's on local uh, the local TV and stuff, uh, you've probably seen her before. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I see stuff... Uh, I see stuff about asparagus now on Facebook, and every time I think of Gina because she did a an asparagus thing on one of those TV shows. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I think I think I was like forty years old before I had ever had any asparagus, and wow. uh, was was not aware of the uh, the urination odorization of uh, <laughs> of, a, of asparagus until then. I was like, "What the hell is this? That that smells like an asparagus." <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, Gina, but but as I warned you, uh, what I like to do is I like to start with a little bit about who you are, where you're located, and uh, just what the hell you're doing there. I don't know if you're actually from where you are, or maybe you've moved there. So let us know about that too. All right. So I'm Gina Ferwerda, and I have a blog called Nam News. Uh, I am from Michigan, and yes, I was born and raised here in Michigan. Uh, I am from the area that's called Silver Lake Sand Dunes, and that is in the western part. We in Michigan, we refer to it as the mitten. So anytime you ask someone from Michigan where they're from, they always put their hand up and they will point to their hand as the mitten and ah, point to where they're from. Okay, that makes sense. I, I, I know the little mitten thing. As soon as you said that, I went, it does look like a mitten. And boy, <laughs> you need them up there too, don't you? We do, most of the year. Well, that's interesting. Is it unusual for uh, uh, for you to be? Are, are you? I guess what I'm trying to say is, it unusual to have uh, people that are uh, that have lived there all their lives, that are born and raised in that same area. Uh, no, because if you've ever been to Michigan, Tony, have you ever been to Michigan? Never. Okay, so you need to come to Michigan. Uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous area. So we have so many lakes and we have, of course, the Great Lakes and we have just so much agriculture and produce in the automotive industry. Of course, Jeep, you know, it's just Michigan is an amazing state. So it's a great place to live and raise kids and it's great. 
How cold? I'll be there How- in about two and a half weeks. Well, don't leave I'm yet. Oh, awesome. Where Where are you going in Michigan? Well, we're going to be just south of the Michigan border in Michigan City, Indiana. Oh, Michigan City. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They have a great outlet mall there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, uh, you know a place by uh, malls that's kind of... Uh, I don't know. It's it's bad if it's a guy. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, th- I was going to ask, how cold does it get up there? It's going to get just horribly cold at times. Yeah, we get cold, but we snowmobile, so we love it. You know, the the colder, the more snow we'll take it. We have what's called the lake effect snow, right. which, you know, uh-huh. is great. Oh. We're right off Lake Michigan. Yeah, so the lake effect snow is great. It's also great. The same lake effect snow that causes all of the snow that we get for snowmobiling and skiing and snowboarding is the same lake effect that helps drive our fruit belt. So we, along the shores of Lake Michigan, we're also known as the fruit belt. So we have these great orchards of apples and cherries, peaches, plums, all these great fruits. Now, I would imagine there's a certain limit to the amount of fruit that you can put on a belt before it drops your drawers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and watermelons probably would not be in the in that uh, that fruit belt thing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the, you know the bad jokes are always here. So, I know. <laughs> I'm going right up. So, oh, I'd love to have me some watermelon now. Um, so, uh, so the lake effect snow, and I'm sorry, T- Tammy, I'm going to get all sciencey here. I'm I'm curious about this. Now, I've heard about the lake effect snow, but what you're saying is is that that same lake effect with the moisture coming in off of the Great Lake or lakes. Uh, it helps the the uh, the crops because you get a lot of rain from it as well. Yes. So what it ah. does is it tempers the, um, the the orchards really close to the lake shore. So in the fall, when inland is getting major freezes, the lake effect is still warm. Lake oh, Michigan is still warm, gotcha. so it kind of keeps everything nice and warm without you know freezing all the trees too early. And then the same thing in the spring. So, so yeah, so the lake effect is great for both winter and for our fruit crops. So, really, it's the heat from the body of water that, uh, yes. the same thing we have here in uh, Southeast Texas with the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, we, uh, we, we get that heat. So, uh, we're so close to the coast. Houston's about 60 miles north of uh, Galveston, which Galveston is right on the, on, on the Gulf of Mexico. So, uh, I see what you're, ta- what you're saying now. I was thinking you were actually getting rain, a lot of rain picked up from there, which I, I would imagine happens as well. But that makes perfect sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, enough for the science lesson. Let's get back to (laughs) to what the kids like. This is not a weather show. I know. I was just, I heard about the lake effect snow, but I had never heard about the other side of it. And I thought that was very interesting how, how it helps uh, create uh, a climate for better crops, longer, uh, a longer cooking time. I want to, cause I want to talk about cooking, a longer cooking time for the fruit. Um, so, uh, Gina, tell us about how did you get involved in the, the whole, uh, quest for uh, showing people how to cook things. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, some of the, the shows and things that you've been on. I, I, I think you've been on Good Morning America with a, a contest or something at one time, haven't you? I have, yeah. Uh, let's see here. About a year and a half ago, I was invited on Good Morning America for my chocolate cake. I do a pretzel-crusted chocolate cake with a peanut butter frosting, and it was like a competition for National Chocolate Cake Day. Yes, that's a real thing, uh, <laughs> and that's in January, and they flew me out, and I actually won. So wow. it, that, was, that was awesome. And you got to smear a cake in, on, on the host's face at that time, right, because you won? <laughs> 
I did not. No. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I was just impressed on their elevators at Good Morning America. You can fit vehicles. You you could put a Jeep inside their elevators that go from floor to floor. That's wow. how large they uh, see, we need that that uh, that multimedia money, Tammy. We could uh, bring our jeeps into the studio, right? It'd <laughs> be fun. It would, uh, but you know, there'd be a a certain color you could have. Oh, speaking of jeeps, now uh, you, I know you guys go all over the place. Uh, we see it on uh, some of your food segments uh, where uh, you you take your jeep out and you go off road. And at the time of going off road, you're cooking with the jeep. The jeep is actually an oven. So what, what kind of Jeep is that? And uh, more importantly, what color is it? Well, most importantly, white Jeeps are best. <laughs> there you go. So I, don't have to take sides. I don't have to take sides with either one of you. No black, no red. We have all white Jeeps. Uh, so the, the one that you see most um, that we trailer out west in, in Jeep is a 2014 Jeep Wrangler, it's a Rubicon JKU. Um, yeah, so it, we have a four-inch lift on it. Um, See, Tammy, like I told you, I told her to get a four-inch lift on her. She, would she listen? No. <laughs> yeah, so Terraflex suspension, Poison Spider, bumpers and fenders. We have Cooper 37-inch tires. We love the BAD, um, the beadlocks, so the BAD wheels. Um, yeah, so, and skid plates are really, really important. If you're going yeah. out west and going out to Moab, we have rock hard four by four full skid plates and also the roll bar system. It's, you know, it's really important. Absolutely. Now your, uh, your husband, I, I forget his name. Uh, Ted. Ted. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ted is Ted usually the one that drives the Jeep or do you actually get behind the wheel? Well, I'll get behind the wheel every so often, but Ted pretty much drives it. I get out uh, and, and I'll take videos and pictures. And so I do all the cooking and food and he pretty much drives. Now it's different when we go snowmobiling. I have to have my own. When we go deep powered or snowmobiling up at like Togety in Wyoming, I'm driving my own. But when we're out jeeping, we like to do it together. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I think I remember the, the very first video that I saw uh, of yours was a uh, you were cooking something on the uh, snowmobile. Uh, yes. You had a muff pot, and I have never heard of a muff pot in my entire life. Now, I, I've I've known about cooking, you know, using the engine heat to cook something, but I didn't know they made a contraption that you could actually put the food in. So they, the, yeah. the muff pot, is it is it just like a metal thing, or is it ceramic? It okay. Yep, no, so it's metal, and there's clamps on either side, and it attaches um, to your snowmobile, and it, it's wonderful. We go out, like I said, deep powder snowmobiling out in Wyoming and all over, uh, and it just, it's a great way. You'll get up over 10,000 feet in the mountains, and wow. there's no restaurants. You need to eat, and everyone's pulling out granola bars and trail food, and I want a real meal, so oh, yeah. I'm pulling out you know, uh, tomato, basil, gnocchi, and filet mignon, and <laughs> <laughs> meatballs, like way up in the mountains, and it's a great way. So, is it just trial? Now, how- is it just trial and error that you that you know how long to cook the food? Uh, yes, yes, you learn very quickly because you might, you know, overcook it or undercook yeah. it, and so yeah. Now, what? How did you ever think to do this, or how did you know to do this? I it never would have. Cross my mind to, to cook in my engine. 
<laughs> well, you know, if you're out and you're out trail riding and you off road a lot, you get sick of beef jerky really quick. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> I bet. So then, then you're Googling and Pinterest and all that. And then I'm like, oh, there's other ways that you can do, especially, you know, you're out camping and you see those foil packets that you're able to, you know, cook um, just, you know, on a grill. I'm like, there's right. a way that you have to be able to do this in other you know, areas and, and it kind of just evolved from there. So my specialty now is not just cooking in my kitchen. It's what can I do that doesn't require a kitchen. Now, right. so, now some of the things that I've seen here on the show, uh, you actually will prepare in your ki- uh, kitchen and then take it. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if you, if you actually stick it in the Jeep, uh, whenever you're, I guess you, I guess it really depends on the cooking time. You said you trailer the Jeep out. So I guess it's, uh, you, you fix it. Uh, I guess you would chill it or store it someplace until you get where you're going and then uh, whatever the cooking time is and however close it is to the lunch or dinner is whenever you stick it in the engine compartment of the Jeep. Is that right? Is that yeah. How that so works? When we go out West, we'll go out there and I know exactly how far we are from certain, um, you know, big retail food stores. Cause sometimes we go out to these tiny little places like Ure, Colorado, just gorgeous San Juan mountains. One of our favorite places that we Jeep. And I know exactly where I need to get my food. I'll have a list of stuff that I want to cook during the week, how far, what trails we're doing. If we're doing Black Bear Pass or we're doing Imogene Pass, you know, are we going to a restaurant or are we just eating up in the mountains? Those type of things. And I'll plan ahead um, as to how long, you know, we're going to be out when I'm going to have either snacks or, you know, um, or a full lunch, things like that. How many people are, are going to be with us? How many Jeeps? Because most of the time, I'm the one preparing everything, even if I'm having to use several Jeeps um, under oh. the hood to, to heat everything. I didn't Very think cool. about that. That's like having a cook having multiple stoves right. going on. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Now, have you ever, like, not rolled the foil good enough and you got cheese all over? <laughs> I have not. So uh, that is one thing I, I tell would... people is you need to know your engine you need to know what's where things are and how hot they get and you want to do that before you ever put food under there because you want to say all right i've gone three hours i'm going to pull up my hood and now i'm going to feel where my hot spots are where i don't want to put it so you don't go and do that just blindly that's something that you learn first and then and then learn where to put it so, uh, so how, how much effort did you have to put into uh, talking Ted into this about putting something in the no, engine department? No, no, he department? loved food, so I, there was no effort. In <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he wasn't concerned. He wasn't eyeballing it. Oh, no, don't put it there. Don't put it there. Don't put it there. Oh, I had been freaking out. <laughs> I know. Like, That's no, me. No. <laughs> oh, no, he loves food. So it's just, it's trial and error. Um, yeah, and one of the big things, here's for all the people that are listening, if you ever hear of someone say tin foil, grab me the tin foil, we don't use tin foil, we only use aluminum foil. So since, oh, probably the early 1900s or World War II, everything is, is aluminum foil. Right. No one uses tin foil anymore, even though people refer to it as that. Aluminum foil came out like right around World War II or after. Just it's uh, more durable. It is more economical. So if someone you know refers to it as tin foil, you can let them know that there is no more tin foil being used anymore. It's all aluminum foil. Well, now, I have it on. Use, uh, 
I have it on good authority that Nikki G still uses tin foil for his hat. So <laughs> it's a, I, I think it's a hand me down. So uh, that's probably how he got it. I'm sorry, Tammy. Go ahead. I was going to say you use the heavy duty aluminum foil, though, correct? I do. Or does it and matter? I do three layers for almost everything. It's three layers. I know of the heavy duty. Of the heavy duty, yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, you're able to use less if you're really, really good and you've, you've done it many times and you know you're only going to be out for two hours or an hour and a half. You can go ahead and use the, you don't have to use the heavy duty and only use maybe one or two layers. You really want to get cheese melted or things like that. But I tell all beginners to start heavy duty, three layers, and then and then work from there. So Now, what would you suggest to be a beginner's first meal. Oh, that's a good meal. One. Yeah. Yeah. So anything beginners use something that is very, very thick bread. So you're going to use, you know, I use those bread bowls. My very first one I did for you guys was the Reuben bread bowl where you took oh, out, God, you know, you can buy those right at Walmart or mm-hmm. whatever stores you have around you. Um, and you just hollow out the inside and you throw in all your meats and cheeses and any sauce you want, put the top back on three layers of that and then go about three hours as you're out trail riding um, at war sub. So you cut just sub bread in half and layer in what you'd like, wrap that up, things like that. So I would start with those before you do anything that has any more. Like mm, filet know, would not like, be yeah. a beginner. Um, so uh, Gina, I just want to warn you, uh, we have a caller. We know who it is and you know, right? I'm just going to tell you to brace yourself. <laughs> okay anton uh thanks for calling uh you're on the uh, the line here with gina uh be careful go ahead well greetings and hallucinations this is a super croc <laughs> hey, so anton, just got you? a question i mean as we know the xj and the cj are probably the best jeeps that we know of do you find either one of those is better for cooking on in which Jeeps did you say? The uh, CJ and XJ or yeah. the CJ. Have you used any other Jeeps to cook with besides the JKs? You know, I've only used my JK. Um, we're a huge family of Jeepers. So between my husband and myself, my brother-in-law, my brother, my dad, we have everything from four GPWs, M38, CJ7, CJ8, YJs. But I personally have only cooked on the JKs. So I am going to tell you that right now. I learned to drive on an M38, a 1952. And my sister and I, uh, Dana, if you're out there listening, uh, we rolled our very first vehicle. We were 13 and 15. (laughs) And it was Uh an M38. Yeah, yeah. So probably should have learned to cook on that. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you were waiting for somebody to come get you, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, hey, folks, if anyone out there has ever cooked on a CJ or an XJ, um, give us a call. So we yeah, can- call in. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, and thanks for the call there, That's Super Croc. Um, oh, no. it, it, he's always working in the CJ, XJ stuff. Uh, so. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd probably like it better if he was uh, working in the, the colors, Tammy. Uh, but, uh, it, you know. Actually, black jeans would be better at red jeans. And uh, they certainly yeah. would uh, hold the heat better. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to talk over you there a bit, Tammy. It's acting up again. I don't know why. Okay. Um, so uh, the thing I wanted to ask you, Gina, was I'd like to know what's uh, Ted's favorite food that you cook on the trail. 
and what your favorite food is on, on the trail. All right. So I like pizza a lot, and that's actually going to be something that I'm doing in an upcoming segment for you guys. I'm going to show you how. Pizza is one of those hard things because the oh, cheese gets God, sucked yes. to everything. Yes. So I'm going to show you what you can do with pizza. So whether you're out and about and you are in Moab and you have pizza left over and you want to take it on the trail, um, and so it's heat, you know, hot and warm, and yeah, so that will be an upcoming segment. And Ted's favorite, I'd have to say his, um, he's a big breakfast guy. So oh, yeah. anytime I do cinnamon rolls, um, anything that has to do with anything sugary or sweet <laughs> is all about it. So do you ever get in a situation where the, uh, the, the smells and the things that are uh, associated with, with engines uh, permeates into the food? I, I guess, that would, I guess no? that would be dependent on how well you've wrapped it. But no exhaust. Yeah, yep. I mean, we like charcoal flavor, but I would think that uh, <laughs> fuel and yeah, exhaust so, so wouldn't for, be the, the I've taste you're going for. Never had any issues with that. No. Okay, good. Even no. in the beginning, you didn't have a problem with it. No, no, I haven't spilled anything over. Where, yeah, so no, that that's something that you just want to really be particular about how you're wrapping things, what you're putting in there, because you don't want that to happen. Right. Uh, and there's never been a situation where you've uh, caused an issue with the engine, with it running or uh, shorting anything out. Uh, no, no, because you don't want to put it where anything's, you know, uh, moving. And you just have, like I said, you're going to open up your hood several times before and you're like, all right, I'm thinking of doing this. Now, where are my good spots, whether it's near my air intake? And there's, there's certain areas that you're going to look for. And then you're also going to say, I have a spot perfect for a round bread bowl right here. Mm -hmm. Or I have a spot perfect for this oblong or rectangular sub here. But figure those things out because each one is different um, before you do it. And then find out how hot you know it is after you've ran two or three hours. So if you Jeep and you off-road a lot, this will be simple to do. If you go out every so often, eh, it's going to take a while to, to figure that out. So, uh, do you, uh, is it always, well, I think you answered this just now, but is it always the same spot or do you, do you move it around depending on what you're cooking? No, I usually have same, the same spot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cause so. you probably have it figured out what works. I best. have it. Yes. Yeah. What works in mine. So, but now, do like you I said, think my Rubicon would be different. I, w I would have a, a different spot for cooking than you. Yours is you 2015, right? Yours is a 2015, Tammy? Yeah, yes. they're all different because when I'm out on the trail and I have extra stuff, I'll be looking and be like, who's with me and who wants something to eat? And I'll go underneath and look in theirs. And yeah, so you definitely want to check because everyone, everyone's different. Yeah. Interesting. So is that the only way you cook? Uh, uh, cook the food is by using the heat of the engine. You don't use uh, any kind of, uh, I don't know, propane stoves or anything like that? Um, we do take a grill with us. So I'm a big griller tailgater. Mm -hmm. Um, and in my new cookbook, I am going to do a whole section on, uh, trail food, whether it's on my muff pots, snowmobiling up in the mountains, whether I'm out jeeping out West, um, I'm doing a whole, or, you know, tailgating for games. I'm going to do a whole, uh, cookbook section on that. So I would think that uh, this is going to make your uh, your cookbook and and what's the name of it? 
It's called Meals from the Mitten, and it's now available for pre-sale. You can pre-order it on nomnews.com. Just hit the shop uh, icon at the top. It's $35, and there'll be over 75 recipes. It'll be available in spring of 2018. Um, Yeah, so I'm super excited. So I just had an epiphany. I, I, I thought I saw Ooh. that the other day, uh, and I went over there and was looking at the uh, at the, the 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 name of the book. The the, the I guess it's the uh, the cover of the book there on your site, and I went mitten. Where does a mitten fit in here? I mean, I know you use a mitten to yeah, cook with. Yeah, I was with, trying and, to figure that out. <laughs> so now it makes sense. It's from Michigan. Oh, okay, I got it. So yeah, from yes. <laughs> So in your in your cookbook, are you going to have uh, a diagrams of where the proper places to place your food and your jeep would be? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll do exactly that because each Jeep is different. What I'll do is probably chat about where each person would want to look underneath their hood mm-hmm. before they did it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you have you ever used one of those little IR uh, uh, scanner tools that you know you you uh, it has a little laser pointer in it and you uh, point it at an area and it tells you the temperature, the, how hot it is. Yes. Yeah, that, those are perfect. Okay, good. I, I wasn't sure if they had used that or not, but I would think that'd be a great thing to uh, to use to figure out uh, uh, the cooking thing. I don't know if I got this out while ago. Do you ever have to rotate the food because you get a hot spot on one side and then you have to rotate it to get the other side? Is uh, you know, this I don't. I I like to keep it. Um, I when I put my food together, I kind of make it so I know where the hot spot is and where I'm going to place the cheese because the biggest thing is usually melting the cheese. Right. Because you really want. To, kind of have that good cheese pull. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, and I don't mean to embarrass you, uh, but okay. one of the things that has always impressed me uh, on any of the videos that you've done for us is when you go in there after that food and you're doing the big, uh, the reel and the, te- uh, the, the taste there at the, uh, towards the end, well, you don't hold back. You just put the whole thing in your, in your mouth <laughs> and you're just enjoying it like everybody, you know, would do out on the trail. And I think that's yeah. great that you do that. You don't hold back. It's just like, no, I'm, I'm eating this food. It's been, I've been right. waiting. And there's a lot of times we <laughs> just don't even have utensils with us. So uh-huh. it's just, you're pulling it apart. You get this portion, you get this portion. It's and one for yeah. all. <laughs> right. It's but a, a big thing is to remember that when you are out on the trail, make sure that all of your garbage goes back with you and you take that with. Don't leave anything on the trail. That's huge. Yeah, I think we actually had a uh, had a viewer uh, complain about the, uh, the bread bowl, the leftover bread bowl that a fox came in and got. And I never would have thought two two ways about that. I mean, I would have thought, you know, hey, the fox is getting a free meal. As long as you're not out there uh, every day feeding the fox, it should be fine. Right. But but I understood their point. Uh, but uh, it was still, it was a great video seeing the fox uh, come come running up there. I like foxes. They're a lot like dogs. Now, do you ever see the videos with our swans here on the lake, here at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes? No, I don't think I have. No. No. So yeah. let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, and uh, you can just say pass on any of these, by the way. Um, so I see you, you guys, uh, you and Ted running around doing a lot of stuff, uh, off road and, uh, it seems like you're gone all the time. How yeah. in the world are you able to be gone like that all the time? Well, we have businesses, so we're seasonal businesses. So 24 ah. seven is right now. Gotcha. So, so yeah, so businesses are just crucial. So when businesses in season, we don't go anywhere. I mean, if someone invites us to a wedding, we don't go. No, you can't, of course, right. Yeah, yep, it's work. So we kind of work um, odd hours. We're kind of like almost like farmers. So 
business owners in our area with the tourism and farmers, like you're 24 seven for so many months. And then you have some time that you're able to take, you know, say a month off here or there. So that wow. I bet you it's a lot of hard work, but it must be really nice to be able to have uh, that much time to go out and explore and, and, and have the adventure. Um, and I would think it'd be great for the for the cookbook that's coming out, uh, especially for the trails uh, segment, all the pictures and things that you can take for that, and and not to mention all the learning that you do because of uh, going through it. Yes, yeah, so it's super exciting, you know. And if anyone wants to see the Silver Lake Sand Dunes, they are basically the only dunes, sand dunes that you can drive and go all like off roading um, east of Utah, or yeah, east of Utah on the Mississippi River. Um, huh. here at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. So yeah, just need a flag up on your vehicle. So it's a big jeeping area here at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. So uh, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your, your business that uh, that you guys are, or businesses that you guys have. Sure. We have a couple RV resorts. So Silver Creek RV Resort here at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. And also we have one in Ludington called Vacation Station uh, RV Park. And we also have a marina rental. So we do water sport rentals like wave runners and um, pontoon boats, ski boats, kayaks, canoes, stand-up paddle boards. Uh, so that's waveclubwatersports.com right here at the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. And uh, if anyone wants to get on, they can always look at our live webcam at the business. And that's silverlaketv.com. And that's a live webcam through EarthCam. And just great to kind of see you can see the dunes, you can see the water, and you can kind of see where you could take your Jeep if you uh, came to this area. Very cool. Now, um, I'm there now. If somebody wanted to come out there and uh, and stay, how would they? Where would they go to 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 research that or to make? Uh, yeah, the best place would be we have one uh, website called StayMichigan.com, and that has several of our businesses on there. Whether it's you know a place to stay at one of our resorts or to play at the um, water sport place or our beach shop. Uh, so stay Michigan, S T A Y Michigan.com. And they can check it all out. We have a, a thing called the Silver Lake uh, Jeep invasion every June. So we had, uh, we're the very first year had over 400 Jeeps. Second year, which was this past June, we had over 923 Jeeps registered so just wow. for the year, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was it, seeing the pictures, and you guys had a uh, like a, a special uh, Jeep out there this year, didn't you? We did, yeah. Jeep sent us. You know, we're very fortunate um, that Jeep sent us a Jeep to be able to put up there. Had a Hellcat engine in it or something, if I remember correctly. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it just. We were so uh, happy that, you know, we go out to Moab every year for the Easter Jeep Safari. So, of course, we see all of um, Jeep and all of the, you know, um, special cars that they bring out and all of that. So, for them to send us one for our, you know, only second annual Silver Lake Jeep Invasion was pretty cool. Oh, I didn't realize it was only the second one. That's, uh, yeah, that is a big deal. That is really a big deal. Almost a thousand Jeeps registered and only the second one. So, yeah, so next year, uh, June 1st through the 3rd, 2018. So how far of a drive would it be from Michigan City up to Silver Creek? Well, when I would go shopping down in Michigan City, it was always two hours and 45 minutes. (laughs) 
times. God, so I'm, come visit. So shorter, I know I'm tempted to, to take the Jeep. My kids would never stand driving in the Jeep for, it's going to be like about a 11 hour drive just to get to okay. Michigan City. All right. But maybe, once they got up here, there's so many weekend. things for kids to do. Yeah, well, uh, unless there's Legos involved, uh, Tammy's kids. Or, and I think or one, PlayStation 2. And, uh, yeah, and I think, or 4, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and I think Tammy's, uh, one of uh, Tammy's, Tammy's kids is getting out of the Lego thing here pretty soon. So uh, No, me, I just had to buy him more Legos. Oh, really? The oldest one? No, the youngest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So uh, and I, I, this is something you may not want to talk about. Which, So, again, if you want to say pass, that's fine. If you have an RV park. Now, I'm sure there's a, a few geriatrics that uh, that that visit, but you got to have some colorful stories about goings on, some happenings, some police involvement <laughs> at the RV park. <laughs> is there oh, is there okay. any interesting story there? I mean, I could just imagine the shenanigans that get going on when people are out Actually, on vacation. Tony, I could write an entire book uh-huh. and have a show about that, but I don't think we're going to go there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, anyway, like I said, you can always pass. So, um, so, uh, now uh, we just kind of glossed over the, the cookbook that's coming out. Uh, tell us about that again. When's it coming out? What's the name and, uh, how can we, uh, find out about ordering that again? All right. So it's called meals from the mitten in uh-huh. mitten Beatty, Michigan. Uh, yeah. So it's celebrating the seasons in Michigan You know, in Michigan, we have over 300 commodities that we produce. We are only second in the nation in agricultural diversity, which is amazing. Everyone, and we're only second to California. They're first in the nation, of course, because they can grow things all year long. Those bastards. So so being second in the nation, most people know about California cuisine, but I think it's time to put Michigan cuisine on the map. So so celebrating the season's Michigan meals from the mitten coming out September. September, or I'm sorry, spring of 2018. So, uh, and when you say Michigan food, this isn't uh, like Canadian stuff. This is like real American food, right? Oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's all of the things that we produce here. So asparagus. So it's going to kind of go through the chapters of spring, summer, fall, winter, and then, of course, getting into uh, trail food and, my, of course, burgers and sammies because I'm kind of yeah. known as the burger guru um yeah so it'll start next spring 2018 with spring what do you cook with the spring vegetables so asparagus and peas and leeks go into uh summer with blueberries and cherries and so kind of just working through um all of the seasons so there's a now what would the winter be goose and duck and stuff (laughs) yeah so winter is really big with like um comforting foods shall i say Oh, like soups and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, the chocolate cake is going to be in the winter. You know, that's a January National Chocolate Cake Day. Um, And also comforting like mac and cheese and things that, you know, comfort us in the winter when it's very, very cold and we're out ready to go snowmobiling. (laughs) And and hard liquor. I would imagine there's a lot of hard liquor involved as well. So now there's a, there's a, it's a local TV station that you're on quite a bit, isn't it? With your food segments? Yes. I, so I go on WZZM TV 13, um, quite a bit and do, uh, cooking and grilling segments. 
Now I, I saw the the most recent one, I think, or at least the most recent one that you that you posted, where they had the cherries and you had that burger. I think it was a maybe a blue cheese uh, type burger. Is that oh, correct? Oh, uh, that was a bacon horseradish. Horseradish, that's right. Yes, cheddar stuffed cheeseburger. So I don't know if you've ever tried the. They're called hell of a good dips. Mm-mm. If you have oh, them yeah. in your, they're so yeah. good. Oh yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you, they're hell you need of a to good. get that. Throw that hell of a good. So I just have a complaint about that because uh, I watched that entire segment that uh, okay. from from there. They glossed over the burger. Uh, the bowl of cherries looked nice, and the the mix with the cherries and the sauce looked fine. But they didn't give you any time to describe anything, and the, we didn't even get to see the burger cut open or anything. It was just <laughs> it was. I know it's TV and it has to be fast, but come on, yeah, it's very quick. I know you wanted me to bite into that burger. Didn't you? I just wanted to see that burger looks. I mean, the burgers that you make are just look amazing to me, and uh, it, I think it'd be worth getting the cholesterol and dying for. <laughs> yeah. They're my favorite thing to 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 grill, seriously. Burgers they're I love. Um so uh, I'm sorry. I'm we we got a late start and we've been keeping here too long. Uh so let's go ahead and, and wrap this puppy up. If there was anything uh that you that we forgot about that you wanted to cover, go ahead and jump in there and throw it in there. Uh and uh, we just like to know how how people uh can reach you. How can they connect with you through the social media, uh websites and so on and so forth. Yeah, so you can always follow me and subscribe to my uh, website. So that's nomnews.com. Um, they can find my uh, pre-ordering my cookbook as well on that. Just hit the shop button under nomnews. On Facebook, I'm also Facebook nomnews. And then Twitter and Instagram, I'm actually under my own name. So Gina Ferwerda. Um and, you know, if they wanted to come check out any of our businesses, go to SilverLakeTV.com or StayMichigan.com. Um, and we would love to see uh, people bring their Jeeps to our area. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Gina, thanks you so much for the uh, the very colorful interview. Uh, I know if Josh is listening, uh, he's uh, making him a sandwich Salivating. or something by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's Thank nice. Thank you guys for having me. It's nice that he's not on the show because he can actually listen while he's in the kitchen fixing. You know, Josh is a big cooker. He loves cooking. Oh, awesome. He does all the, the Thanksgiving uh, meal preparations and stuff. So uh, he's big into cooking. So I bet you uh, he'll be uh, thumbing through that uh, th- thumbing through that uh, that new cookbook of yours here really very soon. So Gina, uh, please uh, stick there with us if you have time, and we'll catch you in the uh, the post show. Uh, otherwise, uh, have a, a great night, and thank you again for the uh, the great interview. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gina. Looking forward to our next um, food segment on yeah. the Jeep Talk Show. Well, that should be this month, so uh, we'll be looking yeah, forward to that. Excited. And one of these days, I'll get brave, and maybe I'll make myself a hot ham and cheese sandwich on my Jeep. Well, Tammy, we're going to have to get you one of those cookbooks, uh, and uh, you, you you know try one of those things that yeah. uh, that she has with Cheryl Foods. And whenever you go up to Rosh Creek, uh, take you a fire extinguisher in case you do it wrong. And yeah, sure. uh, but but then you still have to taste the food, even if it's got the fire extinguisher stuff all over it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. You can join us every Tuesday night here the same place for the Jeep Talk call-in show. And then Thursday evenings, Tony, Josh, and myself will be the same place at 10 o'clock Central Time doing the Jeep Talk show. Yep, 10 o'clock Central Time. And uh, if you don't know how to convert that, it's not a problem. Just send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com, and we'll convert it for you. 
<laughs> just we all you need to know is what time zone you're in and i'll be happy to email you back or, or josh or tamira happy to email you back and tell you when the uh <laughs> when the show is actually going to be on um, so, uh, like Tammy was saying, Thursdays, 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, and uh, that's the, the big fancy Jeep talk show that we do uh, every week. The one, uh, gosh, I think we're up to like uh, 289 episodes or yep. something is what we're going to be at. This Just really knocking at the door of 300 episodes. Just Woo-hoo. unbelievable. So... Um, Looking forward to that. Looking to do. Uh, looking forward to 600, Tammy. Uh, and uh, soon we'll have an, as many downloads as we do shows. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding. We we do about 30,000 uh, downloads a a month, which is far far short than uh, we think we should be. But uh, but I digress. Anyway, you guys have a, a great night, and we will see you next Tuesday. And I promise we will get the uh, the audio issues fixed here very, very soon. We're working diligently to, uh, to get it working. It just takes a little time. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>